I've had some problems in the past. My life has been a minefield of missteps, mistakes, and I'll even be the first to admit, some mental instability. My power, the ability I got at birth, allows me to break the laws of physics and scientific absolutes. Levitation, transformation, teleportation, and such. I've often heard the spells I cast referred to as chaos magic, but in the actual fact, they're far from chaotic. Their power and intensity is linked to the energy of the earth and womankind, revered by ancient pagan faiths, feared by men. Aloha, bienvenidos, and welcome to Noob Island, a place for nerdy fun, friendships, and learning. I'm Professor T. And I'm Professor Z. Much like the starting zone of many video games, the goal of our island resort is to teach visiting noobs about geeky subjects, but away from the stress of having to worry about sweaty tryhards, griefers, know-it-alls, or neckbeards. We like to think of it as learning and luxury. Noob? Yes, sir? Mac and cheese, you're back! <laughs> yes, I am. It's been a long hiatus. Tell the rest of the class something about yourself and what you're here to learn about. Uh, I'm a nerd, <laughs> and I'm here to learn about magic. Really, here of all places. <laughs> yeah, I know. On New Island. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it made me qualify to apply for the cruise. <laughs> <laughs> magic specifically where? In the Marvel Universe. That's a, that a point. Uh, with that in mind, Professor Z, what's our lesson for today? So we are entering into what I'm thinking of as our, like, Witch segment, uh, starting with the Scarlet Witch. But this segment. As soon as I said it. <laughs> as soon as I freaking said it, Tyler. <laughs> Professor T. <gasps> That's his name? You, quiet. Back in your corner. Um, mostly we're going to talk about the Scarlet Witch. But first we're going to talk a little bit about, and I mean very briefly, witchcraft in particular in the Marvel Universe and how it is separated from broader... Magic. Yeah, we, we've talked about magic a couple times now. A few and, times. and did a bit with, I guess, sorcery with Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. How is this going to be different? So, witchcraft is a very specific form of magic. Strange mentions that he is trained in it in some level as the Sorcerer Supreme. There are a few kind of dominant things. Despite the fact that the intro that I opened with mentions that it's powered by womanhood, there are male witches or warlocks. Uh, they mention in the book that we read for this that Wanda's grandfather was the Scarlet Warlock. There was a thing. Can I throw in just an interesting tidbit Please. on the use of the word warlock? I believe that was popularized as a term for a male witch by the TV show Bewitched. I believe it. The Because warlock means oathbreaker. One thing I really love about learning about the history of like a concept, and as I've been getting more into occult and witchy things and ghosts and all stuff on my free time, is learning how much of it was just made up out of whole cloth, mm -hmm. uh, especially by people who call themselves folklorists. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, obviously Santa's based off Odin, and they're like, why is that, buddy? No, uh, the beard, man. They both have beards. Like, and that's it. That's pretty much what they have. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I'm, I think I'm it right seems, on it. It's good enough that we're just going to roll with it, and now we're folklorists. That's right. Um, <laughs> I don't have to go to school. Hello, folklorist Z. 
<laughs> You're going back to school for like the third time. Uh, it's just a master's. It's fine. Jesus Christ. Few things. Witchcraft is powered by a specific goddess, which we have found out in this book, and as far as I know, is never mentioned again, but does look super cool, which we'll get to later on. Mm -hmm. It tends to be an inherited power, as opposed to... Strange's dad was not necessarily the previous Doctor Strange. I mean, he might have been a doctor, but not, like... Yeah. Wand of Watum. The Scarlet Witch, as a witch, her power was inherited from her mother. If a person inherited their magic powers, they are probably on some level connected to witchcraft. You can safely assume. The other is what is called the witch's path here, which is unconfirmed, but almost identical to a different form of magic called the winding road. So I'm going to just kind of talk about both of them and guess that at some point they will be linked as the same thing. Okay. The winding road is a path of magic that is both is and is not a real place. The, the Winding Road, I think, was connected to the Dark Dimension somehow. The Witch's Path in this one is just kind of... Um, it's in a magical realm, but it's really much more representation than it is specific, like... It takes you to Detroit. Yeah. I don't know why I picked Detroit there, but eh, fine. You know. Um, in the case of the Winding... Or in, in both cases, the further you are along the road, the more powerful you are, the more you know. In the case of the winding road, as opposed to the witch's path, it is very specific how far along you are compared to other people, the more powerful you are compared to those people. So, like, say there's ten people on the winding road, if you're the seventh person along the road, you yes. are the seventh most powerful. But if you overtake someone else, you will get more powerful and they will literally drop in power. Mm. So it's a... Uh, not just kind of like an even level of power. It is literally based on what the others do. Okay. Those are the biggest differences in witchcraft. They don't tend to see, they don't at least seem to use items as specifically. Like some of them will, magic will come up later, has the soul sword, but that is not connected to any kind of witchy thing. That's just magic being terrifying. Yeah. Very much looking forward to next episode for that. <laughs> um, you know, Scarlet Witch doesn't have the Cloak of Levitation. She doesn't have the Eye of Akamoto. She also doesn't need it. No, she does not. <laughs> She's amazing. Now that we're starting to talk more about Scarlet Witch, what kind of powers are we looking at from Wanda? Okay. So first of all, I'm going to say this. The Scarlet Witch is the direct result of sexism, writers not knowing what to do with her, and constant Endless retcons creating so many retcons. The worst, most complicated backstory to try to explain. And out of this, a really amazing character has been created. And I know we're not talking about the book that we read till the end, but like as proven by this book. But the number of awful, again, sexist stories that the Scarlet Witch has been involved in is overwhelming. And this is a character who has been worked on by some of the greatest character or creators in the history of comic books. She's created by Stanley and Jack Kirby. Steve Englehart worked on her. Roy Thomas worked. She is, let's put it this way, she is an Avengers mainstay, one of the most dedicated members of that team. We will barely talk about her Avengers career, like in major Avengers storylines. She was just there. Yeah. For most of it. Uh, her power set. Actually, before they kind of just needed a girl on the team sometimes. And in, in, to explain the we don't know what to do with her, she has turned evil 
four or five times that I can think of. She has uh, had romantic interests of varying levels with Hawkeye, Vision, Wonder Man, Captain America, Brother Voodoo, and I'm missing somebody. And if we want to get really gross, and I'm just going to get it out of the way because people who know Scarlet Witch will ask about this, the ultimate version was banging her brother. Yeah. We don't really need to get into the ultimate version. We will not pass that. It's awful and I hate it. I'm scared. <laughs> her power set is equally terribly defined. I'm going to list all... Partially because of, of all the retcons. Exactly because of all of the retcons. When she was first created, she was the bad guy girl in the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. And Stan Lee was not great at writing women. They were usually there to be kidnapped or to be a foil to the main bad guy, depending on which side they were on. Mm -hmm. She just had poorly defined bad luck hex powers that sometimes just made unfortunate, oops, he tripped, and other times just kind of fired energy beams. Dang, your shoes are untied. This was later changed to, literally, no, yes. That's, no, that's it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You were kind of making a joke there, but, but no, that's... <laughs> literally, it's later changed because they wanted to make her more powerful and succeeded, thank you, Steve Englehart, to being defined as a nexus being. That means that she is unique in her part of the multiverse and can literally warp things around her. Mm -hmm. After that, it is changed to she alters probability. It's not just bad luck. Like, Black Cat has bad luck powers. Whoops, mm -hmm. my web shooter jammed. She literally can alter the probability around her so the chances are that Thor's hammer, if thrown at her, will just instead veer off to the side. And she does this on an instinctual level, which is terrifying to think about. It's also ridiculously poorly defined, so they really quickly went to ignore that. Probability affecting powers are hard to are do. Hard to do. It's a great idea, but uh, one of uh, I know I always bring them up, but Constantine technically has some of those, and they usually get overlooked for the mm -hmm. same reason because they're hard to write. <laughs> my, one of my all-time favorite writers, uh, we read him for some of the Avengers stuff we did. Uh, Kurt Busiek redefined her powers as in the same way that her. At the time, father, we will also talk about the, like, six different parents she's had. His mutant ability was to tap into magnetic forces. Her mutant ability was to tap into magical forces. Got it. She could access magical energy in the same way that he could access magnetism. Yeah. Or that Professor X could access the psychic plane. This is my ultimate favorite version of her. I actually really... I, I prefer this version as well. It is so cool. It, it it lets you do either the mutant side or the magic side or whatever without tweaking things too much. This was later changed to she has the ability to alter reality. Not just probability, but reality. That's insane. So uh, she literally at one point, while she's having one of her like 18 psychotic breaks summons a Kree alien armada into existence to attack Earth for a little while, and then they disappear. <laughs> okay. It's out of control. I should say I don't mean to make light of any kind of mental illness or mm -hmm. all of the struggles that go with that that I've got my own forms of when I say her 18th psychotic break, but she does tend to fall into the, track, uh, the trap of the hysterical woman archetype. 
and it's problematic. Yeah. But again, despite all this, this is a really interesting character. Have you read Scarlet? Did you read anything with Scarlet Witch before? Like I sat you down for these things. Or? I had read and known nothing. I had saw that there was a Scarlet Witch in one of the Avengers movies way back in the day, like four or five years ago. Like when they're Avengers fighting. two, she first appears. Yes, yeah. uh, that was it. And then when I she after reading this comic, she's my favorite character. And this is my favorite comic, hands down. You did message me about that, which I'm glad, because I had not read this comic book before I picked it's for it. We are entering really into good. a realm with the witch sagas. I have read none of the comics that I've selected for us for all of these. So. This was a good one, because I can see the bits that they pulled for the adaptation mm-hmm. for Wanda in the MCU. Final bit I'm going to say on this before we dive into her biography. The all-time biggest retcon is that Wanda is no longer considered a mutant. Wanda was a mutant from 19, I think, 64, when she first appeared in Uncanny X-Men number four. I think just normal X-Men number four. Until 2015. Until 2015. And the reason it happened is because the owner of Marvel threw a hissy fit. It was just X-Men number four. Thank you. Is her brother still a mutant? No. No. Neither of them are considered mutants, and we'll discuss this in a sec. She is actually considered an enemy to mutant kind because M-Day resulted in the deaths of 982,614 mutants, I believe. I did not have that number, so I'm glad you do. Um, Basically all of them. No, well, a lot of them. Oh, 986,420. There we go. Jesus. What happened is the movie side was getting really big. Mm. And Ike Perlmutter, the guy who owns Marvel, I mean, Disney owns Marvel, mm -hmm. but he's like their head guy. I don't think he is anymore, but... Thank God. I mean, um, not... I'm not positive on that, but I... He's really high up in the company, but I'm not fully sure where he is. He tried to convince Fox to sell the... all of their Marvel properties back to Marvel. Because they had various movie rights, because in the 90s... When Marvel was uh, going bankrupt, they were selling the movie rights to their various characters off because no one thought that anyone cared about superhero movies in 1996. Which is... Which was accurate. That's fair, And then, you know, 2008, an Iron Man, the first Iron Man happened and the world changed. That was a good movie. But when Fox refused to do that, he made several editorial edicts that Marvel had to deal with for years. They could not publish a Fantastic Four comic in revenge for Fox owning the Fantastic Four rights. X-Men who were uh, related to the Avengers in any way, shape, or form, really, other than, like, Beast, all got pulled away and separated from the X-Men franchise in the comics. Marvel Witch... Marvel Witch. Scarlet Witch (laughs) and Quicksilver were made to be no longer mutants, despite the fact that they had... For over 50 years. That's insane. Suddenly, Magneto wasn't their father anymore, even though he had been for 32 years at that point, I believe. That sounds about right. Um, I think he is still at Marvel, but he has no longer anything to do with the movie division. Oh, okay. He's... As of 2015, when all of these decisions were made. That's when (laughs) Kevin Feige was like, yeah, this is all weird. I'm going to... (laughs) <laughs> I don't want anything to do with this. He basically made power moves so that he owns the MCU now. <laughs> He's done well. Yeah. Um, 
So one thing to remember when I'm reading this, and every time there is a person introduced as they think they were Wanda's father, they were literally supposed to be. Like, the person who created this that story wasn't being like, this will be a false flag to continue this mystery that didn't matter until I started this. No, they just literally were like, okay, this will be her father. I love your no, conspiracy I guess it's this voice. One. <laughs> My conspiracy voice is perfect. Um, <laughs> so... That brings us to Wanda Maximoff, the Scarlet Witch, who in my mind is still a mutant, just getting that out there. And honestly, it's just a matter of time until it is, she is again. I would agree with that. Yeah. Like, no one in Marvel's admitting it's happening, but every person in the fan base is like, okay, come on, you own them all again, just... Or, I think at this point she would technically be considered a mutate, which is different. But mutates are generally accepted by mutants because it's usually not their fault. We will get into it a little more when it comes up. But the re the the retcon of the person who th convinced everyone that they were mutants was the High Evolutionary. The High Evolutionary lies out of his teeth every four seconds, including claiming that he just lied and said they were mutants. Mm -hmm. So it would be super easy to just be like, "Yo, I was still lying." Yeah. The hardest part now is figuring out her mother because her mother was super cool in this comic book. There is a comic ongoing right now involving her called The Trial of Magneto, which we mm -hmm. will get into at the end of this, that I'm not sure it's going to fix this. As I have heard podcast hosts yell at literally the editor, like head X-Men editor who they were interviewing being like, fix it. Fix the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> they're like, what? No, we're talking about someone else. So I will probably refer to her as a mutant uh, somewhere throughout this. And at least for my personal headcanon, the part that I am sticking with is that her mutant power connects her to the magical plane, magical forces more naturally. I honestly thought that reading through this comic that she was just a mutant. Whose like, power, whose mutant power has connection to magic. No, it makes yeah. perfect sense. Just, as much as right. anything does in Marvel. <laughs> so, Wanda... Maximov. Also, going to say this here, and this will be true in several witch characters, Wanda is Romani, and historically, that's not always been the best treated people in no, storytelling. Not even a little bit. Uh, in the same way that we talked about this with Doctor Doom, uh, we are going to avoid using the racial slur. They do come up in some of these stories, so just be aware of that if you read any of these yeah, just beware. The Maximoff family, part of a long-running Romani bloodline, has a long talent with magic. Her father, or her grandfather, was the Scarlet Warlock. Her mother was theoretically the first Scarlet Witch. Part of witchcraft that was announced in this, but shown in literally no other part of the Marvel universe, is that witches tend to connect to colors, but not your basic. They say primary colors, but what they mean is like your basic I-10 color wheel, mm -hmm. you know, red, blue, yellow, green, orange, purple, I guess violet. My art school is kicking in here. Uh, they mean the fake names that don't quite, that mean dark red, which is scarlet. Which or, is way cooler than red anyways, let's yeah, be honest. I know. <laughs> um, they aren't general colors, they're very specific colors. Yes. <laughs> The Scarlet Witch, along with her brother Pietro, is the daughter of Natalia Maximov, uh, who, along with her brother, Django Maximov, were both magic users. 
Lots of connection has gone into the birth of Wanda, and no one is quite sure why this was decided to be such a, like, huge sticking point. But it is eventually revealed that the demon Cthon has claimed to actually see the birth of Wanda watched and given her a portion of power. Weird. Cthon will have a long history of messing with the Maximovs in particular, but in general. If it involves Wondegore Mountain, which is a weird techno-magic mountain in East... in it's, They say Transia, uh, which I don't think is a real country. I believe you're correct. It's not a real country. Uh, Marvel likes to make up a lot of fake Eastern European yep, countries. Um, so he's like the anti-guardian angel of the family. Oh, no, he, he sucks really bad. Yeah. But detecting some of this magical potential probably given to her from Cthon, a coven of powerful Eastern European witches, Margali Cesardos, Maria Rusoff, and Lilia Calderu. Margali will come up again. The other ones are just names that exist. Mm. One of them is the Slur of Romani Queen. Wow. The witch queen of the, let's say, Romani. Good for her. Tried to kidnap Wanda and have her join the coven at a very early age, but a servant of Cthon named Taboo interfered and uh, was like, no, she's ours. No touchy. So other witches, which is arguably part of the reason why maybe other witches didn't join her as early on. At a young age, Wanda's mother, Natalia, dies. In theory, against the uh, high evolutionary, although it is indicated at the end that it was actually her husband, Wanda's father, who did it. But that has never been explained in storytelling in any place that I can find. Okay. Literally, her last words before her ghost disappears is like, what, you thought I was high evolutionary? No, it was your father. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what? What? I just found (laughs) out you exist. Oh my goodness. Uh, The reason... Natalia was battling the high evolutionary as he had kidnapped her children because he had found two children with uh, magical potential, or at least one, and was experimenting on them, hoping to do whatever weird evolutionary things the high evolutionary does. His whole shtick, because he'll come up a few times in this story, but he's not magic at all, is that he has evolved himself past normal humanity, and he likes to evolve things the same way. And it has made him completely insane. In one moment, he'll be a babbling idiot. The next moment, he'll have made himself immortal because why not? I hadn't gotten around to it yet. He will sometimes be on the level of, like, huge cosmic beings. Other times, he's just a guy. He's been experimenting with himself and genetics for so long that it's just, you never know what you're going to get when you deal with him. One of the main characters from this, who will be the Scarlet Witch's nursemaid for a while, is named Bova. She's a cow woman. That's because he took a cow one day and just turned her into an Eastern European mother, or mother basically. Like you do. Uh, he created the New Men, which was all, or the, and also the Knights of Wondegore, which was just, I took an animal, and now it's an animal man. Which went really badly for him when he created the... uh, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Well, that too. But (laughs) uh, the man-beast, who was a wolf man, who just overthrows him every couple years when he gets bored. (laughs) 
That's why he made him, because he gets bored. Herbert Wyndham is not an intelligent man for all of his intelligence. <laughs> but the retcon to explain why they're not mutants, but they've been detected as mutants by Professor Xavier, of all people, was just this whatever experiments that uh, the high evolutionary did on them made them look like mutants okay. on a genetic level. Why? Who knows? It's a bad retcon, but honestly, with the high evolutionary and like his complete flip a coin to see what weird thing I'll do today, it kind of works. During the time that Bova is looking after him for the high evolutionary, a retired superhero, Robert Frank, known as the Wizard. Let's just take a moment to stew on the fact that Marvel purposely named a character the Wizard. Um, I'm going to assume that yep. it has something to do with how slang has changed over the years. Yeah. In the same way that there's a panel where Iron Man offers to give Captain America some solid dick. Yeah. It meant advice. <laughs> yes. Also, I would retire pretty quick if I had that name, too. <laughs> Along with his wife, the uh, Miss America, Madeline Joyce Frank, arrive at Mount Wondegore. Don't know why they're at Mount Wondegore. It's not mentioned in the stories that I could find. He just was visiting Eastern Europe, Europe at the time. Okay. Madeline goes into labor, and both baby and mother die hoping to make him feel better and believing the children would be better not living with the insane madman that is the high evolutionary, Bova's like, oh, I'm sorry, she, the, the, the mother died, but these are your children, and shows him the twins, which is a bold move because they are older than a newborn baby. <laughs> but luckily, the, for Bova, I guess... The high evolutionary is having a mental breakdown and just leaves the babies that he thinks are his children there with his dead wife with the weird cow woman. Robert, Robert Frank will come back later, but <laughs> ma'am, he was not a good dad, apparently. Apparently not. I mean, again, I'm assuming he had a psychotic break after the traumatic loss of his wife, but still. Bad Frank. After watching Natalia Maximov die, the High Evolutionary is impressed by her, I guess, gumption? Like, you know, just like, that woman has spunk. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give her babies back to her aunt, or her sister. By the way, you should tell them you're her parent, you're their parents. And they're like, uh, okay. And this is her brother Django and their, uh, and his wife Maria. Maria and Django understandably go, wow, their heritage is a little more than we are ready to uh, explain to these, like, two or three-year-olds. Um, we're just going to let them believe and we'll tell them when they get older. This, unfortunately, does not go well for them. Surprise, because surprise. the children start, their powers start developing. Pietro being a speedster of Quicksilver and uh, Scarlet Witch doing basic hexes. Because, especially in Eastern Europe, the Romani are not very well treated, uh, scared peasants, I guess, burned down the wagon that they were all living in. Django loses his mind and thinks everyone is dead. Maria is scarred beyond recognition and basically becomes hermit 
And the kids who run away from all of this because the attack is happening and the last thing they remember is hearing the woman they think is their mother screaming for them to run, repress the memories of their childhood and spend the next eight or so, eight to ten years, just wandering Eastern Europe, not really knowing who they are or what is going on. During this time, they are encountered by Magneto, who saves them from a attack by, again, angry Eastern European peasants. I have found two different sources on this one. Either Wanda was using her magic to try to save a little girl. In another version, she was using her magic for something a little more malicious, but still not very malicious in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. But Magneto comes in, saves them from the peasants. Magneto also being from this area and having similar issues, this hits a little personally home for him. But because this is Stan Lee written Magneto, where he's not... We know Magneto as kind of the Malcolm X of the mutant world. He's yeah. this complicated, moral gray figure. Mm -hmm. Stan Lee's Magneto was not that... He was a weird, abusive, angry supervillain. Why doesn't that surprise me? Because Stan Lee was not a subtle writer. <laughs> no. Uh, also, the him being Jewish and a survivor of the Holocaust had not yet come into the things. Most of the major sticking points for Magneto, past the fact that he just looks super cool, come from later writers. I think specifically Chris Claremont's. It's weird thinking that that wasn't the original intent. Because it's what we know. Well, and not just because of what we know, but because of how much it makes sense for a Holocaust survivor to bring in these Roma children mm -hmm. after what happened to the Romani people during the Holocaust is alongside the Jewish. Well, a good time. he had a Roma wife. Mm -hmm. He lived with the Roma for a while. Now, these two, believing they owe Magneto because he saved their life, even though they definitely could have handled this on their own, being Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch, they join his Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Is that what they're called? Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> they were originally called the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. It's later changed to the Brotherhood of Mutants, while Magneto will end up separating from the group entirely and getting a group called the Acolytes, but that's super not important to what we're doing here. Again, this was 1964. Stan Lee was at his least subtle, and he wasn't subtle ever, so... I wish he was that straightforward in real life. <laughs> yeah. We're a member of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, cool. Got gotcha. I trust you. Gotcha. Gotcha. Got We're enemies. Got Evil's it. in the name? Oh, good. Okay. I, I Just I so understand. we're clear. <laughs> what bothers me is in a cover... It's either a cover or a pinup that Kirby did. There was some kind of mistake, and her she's colored green for her costume instead. Oh, weird. And it has bothered me since I was a little kid. I was like, she's called the Scarlet Witch! <laughs> Not the Emerald Witch. Why are you bad at colors? <laughs> Oops. <laughs> During this time, she somewhat befriends... The Toad, but for the most part, it's just Toad gets really attached to her because he's the whipping boy of Magneto. And she spends her time uh, dealing with the unwanted advancements of both Toad and Mastermind. Mastermind has the ability to force illusions on people and pretty much make you lose your mind. At one point, she threatens to kill him and tells him, I would rather die than be your bride. She is... Not a powerful character in this right, but the character of Wanda, of, like, 
who she will develop is starting to show already. Mm. For the most part, during her time with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, she acts as the, I'm not actually evil, I just have to. Uh, it was a common trope of like, oh, the daughter of the supervillain, who's the romantic interest, will ruin the plan. You know, the X-Men are about to be killed by Magneto, and she hexes the uh, control panel to make it, like, not work, and they're able to escape. Mm-hmm. The, the Magneto captures the angel, and she frees him, allowing them to escape. At one point, and I've not been able to fully determine this, but I believe Magneto and Namor team up. Because this is during a time that Namor, I mean, Namor's always half good, half bad, but would team up with a villain like every other issue. Namor decides that he is in love with the Scarlet Witch, because that's the other thing Namor did like every other issue. And thanks to various shenanigans, Quicksilver gets kidnapped. But not kidnapped, he gets captured by the X-Men as they're trying to, I don't know, blow something up. Scarlet Witch is like, well, guess we gotta surrender, they got my brother. Your minion, Magneto, and Magneto's like, oh, I'm just gonna kill them all. You know. Yeah. But she convinces Namor to, like, not help out anymore, and for whatever reason that is, that destroys the plan. This goes on and off for a couple of years until Magneto eventually pisses off a uh, powerful being known as the Stranger. The Stranger is probably not a Galactus-level being, but he does count as a cosmic entity in similar ways. Basically, Uh, you don't want to mess with him. You saw Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah? Yeah. Like the Collector in that. Or maybe like Ego. Like he is... Mm -hmm. Or like the, the tax firm... In the strange comic we read, where they is tax power. Yes, they are a level yeah. above humanity. Deciding that, well, I guess our debt is paid, and we're not going to go worry about him. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver decide to leave the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and figure out what to do next. Deciding that they need to uh, make up for their crimes, they talk to Tony Stark and join the Avengers. <laughs> wow, Tony Stark. Now, we're going to talk about this. They get put into what has been dubbed Cap's Kooky Quartet, which was Captain America, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, and Hawkeye. This is one of the ballsiest moves Stan Lee ever did as a creator. Because up to this point, the Avengers were the big-name Marvel heroes other than Spider-Man or the ones already on teams. Mm -hmm. Usually in the past, when a character left, like, when there was a change-up in a team roster, it was like... Oh, Superman's going to leave for a few issues. Like, one person might leave. He had the entire founding crew leave. Four of the five Avengers left. Only Cap stayed, and he brought in three supervillains, because Hawkeye was created as a supervillain for Iron Man, to hang out with them and now be the world's greatest super team. That makes a lot more sense why Hawkeye exists now. He was an (laughs) accidental (laughs) supervillain. He literally got tricked into fighting Iron Man and was like, whoops. (laughs) Now, the twins will spend a while. The kooky quartet, as it's dubbed, fought constantly with each other, with other people. The press went from like, you know, here's Iron Man and Giant Man and the Wasp and Thor and Cap. Like, this is an amazing team to like, what the hell is going on here? They fought with the press. They fought with the people. They fought with everyone. Mm hmm. But it did form a really tight bond between those four in later times. From that point on, Hawkeye has a pretty close connection with the Scarlet Witch, even though these four still tend to fight a lot. 
It's more like sibling fighting at that mm-hmm. point. Although Hawkeye was super into her, so... Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Gotta give him another reason. Hawkeye is very horny, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but they end up leaving the team after Wanda is wounded on a mission... And Quicksilver's like, we're leaving. And she's like, okay, I'm going to become an actress. And he's like, no, we're rejoining Magneto. She's like, what? No, oh, fine. Because at the time, she literally did whatever Quicksilver said. This is an ongoing thing with her, that the difficulty of breaking away from Quicksilver is never anything she got much better at. They only briefly spend time with Magneto, and again, aren't even overly important during that time. She does lose her powers, I believe, as a result of the injury that led her to leaving the Avengers. Okay. But again, was not quite clear. A few points of these early stories, the different sources I had weren't identical on. Mm. Mm-hmm. But attempting to gain more access to her power, she does start studying grimoires. And this is the point where she actually starts studying magic on some level where she accidentally connects to the mystical land of Polmachus. What a name. Where she is kidnapped by Archon. Ah, okay. Archon is pretty much, if you cross Conan the Barbarian, with Zeus. I want to read that. He rules the land. He's got lightning bolts that he throws. We will have a story where we read with him later. Oh, cool. And he's super horny. Of course. Archon's pretty great, if we're being <laughs> honest. He's he's Conan with lightning powers. <laughs> Exactly what Conan needed. That's your, you say it as a joke, but you're not wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, this guy's dope. <laughs> <laughs> He'll oh, come I, up in I, our yeah. Weird World episode. Uh, he will end up being convinced by the Scarlet Witch that little things matter and maybe we shouldn't just conquer everything. Uh, the Avengers will help save her from Polmachus. At this point, her and Quicksilver rejoined the Avengers Toad decides to stay in Polmachus. I do not know how he got back later. You're telling me the the conquering lightning dude told her stop conquering? No, she told him stop conquering, oh, and he it. was like, "All right, uh, okay. sure, you're cute." Sure. He will, in fact, go on to do much more conquering. Good, good. <laughs> a man like that's got to conquer. He's got to conquer. It's in his blood. He eventually marries a woman named, I believe, Giganta. That's a that's Titania, a, something like that. That's a match made. Now. Oh, it's great. Um, but that is not for here. During this time on the Avengers, she ends up on a really long running Avengers run. During this time, she meets the synthesoid, the Vision, which will become one of the most important and dominant parts of her story from this point on. To the point that last year there was a show called WandaVision that Amazing. just won Emmys. Like, it's a huge part of their storyline. It's amazing. She and the Vision will start to, I believe it first starts in the Kree-Scroll War, where they'll start admitting attraction to each other, but it doesn't go too far because multiple reasons. One, Hawkeye's still super horny and keeps hitting on the Scarlet Witch. Two, Quicksilver's a jerk. Surprise, surprise. And keeps getting in the way and keeps being rude to the Vision. Three, Wanda at this point is still mostly kidnap bait. And four, the Vision is too busy crying and being like, am I really human? No. He doesn't cry too often. It's just a very famous, the issue where he joins the Avengers is uh, you will find out that an uh, android can cry and it shows the Vision with a single tear going. To, it's, it's a great thing, but it's goofy. <laughs> 
they will eventually become a full-on pair, and the entire team comes to accept it, except for Quicksilver, who gets so mad that he leaves the Avengers. Which actually is probably one of the greatest things to ever happen to Wanda, because for the first time she is not being defined by her relationship to her brother. It's net positive. She instead becomes defined to her relationship to her husband. So it's still not great, because again, sexism. But she does start to develop into her own character much more. Now, I am not sure if this part is before or after Pietro left the Avengers, because he kept getting pulled back in. He, he kind of became a, like, reserve member or, like, oh, we need help. We're really screwed. Call Quicksilver. And he's like, no! And then comes and helps anyway. <laughs> Just contract him out. Um, Quicksilver, like, okay, I guess I got a second. Quicksilver is surly. <laughs> During this time, they meet Robert Frank, the wizard, who re uh, reveals that they're his kids. Good for him. They believe the story, and Wanda, for a while, will refer to herself as Wanda Frank. She changes her last name thinking, oh, this is my dad, who just ditched me with the cow woman. Shortly after this, Django Maximoff comes to America and says, no, you're not his children, you're my children. Because part of his psychotic break means that he no longer recognizes that they're not his... Because he had twins, they died, mm -hmm. and then he got his sister's twins mm -hmm. as a result. He also turns them into puppets briefly during this storyline. Oh, we saw some of that. Yes, he literally yeah. turns yeah. them yeah, into yeah. puppets. He then dies. <laughs> yeah, rather promptly. In a story involving the demon Cathan, who this is where he's like, I saw your birth and gave you some of my power. But Wanda, recognizing the raising that Django and Maria did, retake the name of Maximov. During this time, Quicksilver will go find Bova, the Catwoman, mm. who will reveal that neither of the people who have claimed to be her father, their fathers at this point, is in fact their father, and will claim that a woman named Magda, who was fleeing from her husband, who had superpowers, came, had the babies, and died. Uh, that will come up again in a little, in a few minutes. Shortly after this time, Wanda starts training with Agatha Harkness. If there is a The Witch in Marvel, Agatha Harkness is The Witch. She's awesome. Uh, and start learning true magic. Is it when she's dead or alive? Alive. Alive? She does not die until about 2003. Got it. Agatha, at this point, if we're following all the stuff we know, knows that not only is she not a mutant, but that her real mother is Natalia Maximov, the original Scarlet Witch, and just chooses not to say anything about this. Later on, she'll give the, like, oh, I couldn't because of fate argument. And really, it's just the DM being like, of course I can't tell you that. I would tell it would ruin the story or whatever. Right. Like, it was just retcon after retcon after retcon. During this time, the Scarlet Witch in the Vision finally get married in a really weird double wedding with her in the Vision. Also getting married at the same time is Mantis and the Ghost of the Swordsman... And they are married by the immortal villain of the Avengers, Immortus, <laughs> who is the old man version of Kang the Conqueror. What? I oh, do not know why. What? Original swordsman and not half of Fenris swordsman? No, not half of Fenris swordsman. Go listen to uh, Word Balloons if you want to understand that Nazi mess up. <laughs> no, this is Hawkeye's mentor. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hawkeye has a mentor? Yeah, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. 
Actually, a couple of them. They all dead. I guess that makes more sense. Deciding that they need a life on their own, the two move to a house in the suburbs of Leona, New Jersey. <laughs> Meet Robert Frank again. Go, hey, by the way, I'm not your daughter. They just failed to mention the fact that they found out he wasn't his daughter. <laughs> and he will then die, saving them and his true son, Nuclo, from an old enemy of his named Isbiza. Is I-S-B-I-S-A. Isbiza? Isbiza. Yeah, that. Around <laughs> this time, Magneto tracks down, uh, is trying to figure out what happened to Magda, his wife who died a while back, mm -hmm. finds out that she died on Mount Wondegor after theoretically giving, well, died on Mount Wondegor. Bova's like, oh, um, a woman named Magda arrived years ago, pregnant with twins. And he's like, oh, that must be my Magda. Which I guess in the retcon just isn't anymore. It was just a different woman named Magda running away from a man with superpowers. I guess? I don't know. It doesn't work. She's like, they're twins. Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. And he's like, oh my god, they were my kids. I tried to kill them so many times. Oops. <laughs> oh, I did not treat them well. Like, even by me standards, that was not well done. Magneto visits the ch his children and tells them, hey, by the way, I'm your dad. Let's be friends. They're like, oh, God. Um, Big old no. Maybe? The Vision gets possessed by an alien intelligence named Isaac. It's a supercomputer. I think Isaac stands for something. Is it like a reference to Isaac Asimov? Probably. It's a computer, and it's named Isaac, I would guess. He is influenced by Isaac to take over the U.S. government. Oh, Ooh, I got it. It's the uh, Integral Synaptic Anti-Anionic Computer. This is a very famous Thank line uh, of a very famous vision story. The vision attempts to take over the U.S. government basically through computers because computers are becoming much more common. Mm. And they're like, hey, this is an interesting idea. He means well doing it. He thinks that, you know, a robot brain can probably handle these things better than anything else. He is stopped mostly by the other Avengers and steps down. Uh, he had been actually the leader of the Avengers at the time that he chose to do this. Interesting. The U.S. government decides that they need to take the vision. And they say they claim they have the rights to because the Avengers, I believe at this time, have a U.S. charter. Okay. Like a charter with the government. Refusing, Vision and Scarlet Witch quit the Avengers and once again go home to New Jersey. We actually almost read these stories for this run, but they didn't have much to do with magic, so they didn't make the cut. During this time, in a very, very confusing storyline, Wanda and the Vision have children. That should not be possible. No. Because he's a robot man. Uh -huh. He's probably literally firing blanks. If he has anything to fire. We don't need to go into this. This is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> but the Scarlet Witch, during a point of power uh, having to do with being a Nexus being wills herself into pregnancy. It's like the probability thing. Yeah, literally, she gives up being a Nexus being. There's a whole huge storyline. It's super cool. Go read it. We're already getting pretty long in the tooth in the story, and we've only hit the early 80s. Her two children will be named Thomas and William. 
Thomas after Thomas Phineas Horton, who was the creator of the original Human Torch. A running storyline at the time was that the Vision was a rebuild of the robot Human Torch. This was later written out because they wanted to start using the robot Human Torch again. Okay. Uh, it's super complicated, and their answer to it made it worse than it was before. But is what it, so basically, in a way, the Vision's father or grandfather. Right. The other is named William after Simon Williams, a.k.a. Wonder Man. The Vision's brain patterns are based off of Simon Williams, kind of making them brothers. Okay. They don't have the same brain, they don't have the same mind, but he needed to copy a human mind. To Something needed the, to be there. Yes. And so Ultron copied Simon Williams and put it into... Yeah. To make uh, it more confusing... Both of these women will, both of these people will fall in love with the Scarlet Witch and date her at various times. Didn't we go over her kids in a few episodes? Yes. Ago? Billy Kaplan, aka Wiccan of the Young Avengers, mm. is one of the children. Got we it. read of them in that uh, Young Avengers story. Got it. Their existence is confusing, which we're about to get into. I'm excited. The Vision gets kidnapped by the U.S. government, who are worried that he still has state secrets in his. Brain. Yeah, why did they go back to New Jersey after, like, nah, we're not going to go with you, but we're going to stay? Because Steve Englehart got the rights to do an ongoing Scarlet Witch and the Vision miniseries, or series, not miniseries, and really liked the these two living in suburbia. It's kind of funny. Uh, that house will eventually get burned down, and they move to Los Angeles to team up with the West Coast Avengers. All right. Because suburb people still kind of suck. And they were scared of a mutant and a uh, robot. But Vision gets kidnapped by the U.S. government. They disassemble him, attempting to make sure he doesn't have any secrets. The Avengers get him back, but they uh, aren't able to fully assemble him properly. This is where he it, it's a phase known as the White Vision. Okay. Instead of all of the bright colors he historically wears, it's a pure white design. Weird. Uh, I will say White Vision was my first vision. See, I can't stand White Vision. I, I think it's super boring, white but vision. it's where it comes in from. I'm also a primary colors kind of guy, so it makes sense. At this point, the Vision loses all emotional attachment. He still considers Wanda his wife, but I mean, literally, he can't... It's, think of Data from Star Trek. He cannot feel emotions. He tries, but it just doesn't work because he wasn't put together properly again. Mm -hmm. Also, there's something to do with they needed help from Wonder Man to fix him right because of the same brain patterns. But considering that Simon Williams had never given his consent for the Vision being created, he said no. Wonder Man and the Vision have a very complicated, difficult relationship through most of their existence. Hmm. During this time, it is revealed that the Scarlet Witch's children aren't real. That basically she had a hysterical pregnancy, which again taps into the unfortunate process of a, histor a hysterical woman storyline, but is also a real thing where someone who wants to be pregnant convinces themselves they're pregnant so much that their body will actually have some physical changes. But she's magic. So it gets even weirder. And it turns out that when she's not paying attention or when she's not around... Her children literally disappear. They only exist when she's actively thinking about them. That's insane. 
which causes a couple of uh, babysitters to have nervous breakdowns. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Understandably, because the baby they're looking after just disappeared. There, it is eventually revealed, uh, Scarlet Witch eventually realizes this and has a mental breakdown. One of many, but this is like the first of her really true huge mental breakdowns. It's also confusingly revealed that either the babies have no souls, the babies are part of Mephisto, the babies are part of unknown souls, or the babies are part of the souls of a villain known as Master Pandemonium. Wow, okay. Thank you, retcons. All of those have been true at some point. I guess that makes sense because they don't technically exist, so all of those things could exist. Just probability. And then uh, they do exist for very confusing reasons. The generally, even Scarlet Witch doesn't get it. The generally accepted thing is that they ha- there is some form of soul, whether it's part of Mephisto's soul that was stolen or some other people, but that they do have, the, the idea of them being entirely soulless is no longer accurate. Right. But the babies disappear and she has her full-on mental breakdown and goes pure evil, almost kills the West Coast Avengers, and Magneto mostly unwillingly teams up with her. Mostly being like, my daughter is having a real bad day. I need to keep an eye on her. I don't really want to kill all these people, but like, one, she could kill me, and two, I gotta keep an eye on her. Oh, I forgot to mention this. When he he's around when they announce the names of the babies, uh-huh. and he's like super offended that neither of the babies were named after him. And I'm like, why? <laughs> and he's like, I'll have to earn that right. And I'm like, you really are gonna have to go a long way, Eric, to earn that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's really funny, actually. It's great. That series is amazing. Around this time as well, the vision entirely annuls their marriage, essentially, being like the person that you were married to no longer exists, which is functionally accurate at the time. Mm. And this will be an ongoing thing. Is he still the vision that was married? I mean, to this day, is he still the vision that was married to the Scarlet Witch? Uh, Up through the nineties, up through recently, they'll have bits of like, we're not married anymore, but we're still really close. Or like, we still have that affection or memories and whether he does or does not, is the question that gets asked every five to ten years when someone's not quite sure what to do with the Vision as a character. Got it. But it's also a decent storyline, so I get it. The Scarlet Witch will get recruited around this time because the West Coast Avengers fall apart to a team called Forceworks, which was the most 90s comic book I have possibly ever read in my life. <laughs> no, that's not true. X-Force is more 90s, but Forceworks is yeah. up there. Forceworks was Iron Man... Scarlet Witch, Wonder Man, U.S. Agent, not Cap, but knockoff weirdo angry Cap. Okay. Um, kind of like Captain Britain? No. 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 Have you watched Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yes. John Walker is U.S. Agent. Got it. Okay, okay. Literally, knockoff angry Cap. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and Spider-Woman, but not Jessica Drew. Or, yes, Jessica Drew, not the... Uh, not Gwen. Yeah, not Gwen, not Jessica Drew... Actually, the the other one that has the kind of Venom-looking suit. Gotcha. Okay. So the name um, Force Works is just like they physically are just going to force. Force Works. Yeah, got it. They're going to be the new aggressive Avengers. Got it. They're going to be proactive. 
uh, Iron Man's decided that Wanda's gonna le be the team leader, but will constantly step on her toes and, like, usurp her power every time. Which is too bad, because she was a pretty good team leader. It is later retconned that Tony is being manipulated by King the Conqueror and slowly going insane. Julia Carpenter, Julia Carpenter, thank you, that was driving me up a wall. That's the Spider-Woman. She has my favorite costume of the Spider-Woman costumes. Mm. I mean, it's the Venom suit before the Venom suit. Literally, uh, Spider-Man says that he based it off of hers. Cool. Using a machine called Hex, I believe, Scarlet Witch will can use her powers mixed with this machine where so they can predict dangers so they can arrive before things go terrible and actually be a truly proactive superhero group. So like Minority Report? Yeah, it didn't last long enough to go into that thing, but I mean, same concept. Force Works didn't work, one, because it was weird and edgy and angry, <laughs> and two, because truly proactive superheroes never does. Right. Every team I've ever seen be like, no, we're not going to do it the old way. We're going to be proactive. Just falls apart. And I don't know why it doesn't work as a super as a comic book concept, but it never lasts long. To me, it seems like proactive superheroes would end up just looking more like activists anyway. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe it's better story writing if they have to react to something that's happened. Well, it's just hard to be like, you either end up with the fascist angle or they're just reactive anyways because, you know, a supervillain attacks and they go deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, after Forceworks crumbles, Scarlet Witch will work with the Avengers again off and on for a little while before being lost in the Onslaught Crisis. And actually, a version of her will be created where she is not a mutant and is, for the first time, just a uh, magic user only in the Heroes Reborn universe. Okay. Not super important past the fact that that is the first time we see a non-mutant Wanda. For real. Yeah. Yeah. When the uh, Heroes return and the Avengers are reformed, Mad uh, Morgan Le Fay kidnaps Wanda and uses her powers as a wielder of chaos magic. Mm. So at this point, she is definitively using chaos magic to create a weird Camelot world. We read this comic yes. for one of the other ones. It's great. During this time, she brings Wonder Man. Wanda is super important, but she literally just hangs there getting her power leashed. Yes, she would, that, this, that was also being considered for the Wanda story, but considering she doesn't do anything in it, it didn't make it. Mm -hmm. It's a very great example of how Wanda's super important, but is rarely given her own agency. Yeah, she's basically a battery in that story. Um, but Wonder Man returns. He had died in the very first issue of Force Works. They're like, come on, Wonder Man, let's do this. And he's like, well, I was going to quit, but sure. And then immediately blows up. <laughs> At this point, he will be bonded to her soul for a while and will go back and forth of being summoned by her when she needs him, either if she's sad or angry or anything like that. We saw that too. Uh, or in danger. He will later come back to life entirely and they will start what is a very uncomfortable relationship to me. They date a few times. It has never worked for me. It's just strange. Wanda will continue to be an ongoing member of the Avengers until an event called Avengers Disassembled. This is the point where Wanda is going to be treated dirty for the next 10 years. Okay. She, not good writing, but again, by very good writers. 
at the end of Wanda turns evil and is working with Magneto in West Coast Avengers, Agatha Harkness erases her memories of of having children. Now, to make it confusing, she later got those memories back and was thankful for her chance to mourn the loss of those children. But Brian Michael Bendis, who was writing Avengers Disassembled, clearly did not know about that second part because it is revealed that Wanda slowly learns that she used to have children that she doesn't anymore, and it causes yet another psychotic episode. As a fallout of this psychotic episode and the fact that she has reality-warping powers, she murders Agatha Harkness. Mm-hmm. She cre- uh, unleashes a bunch of reality-warping attacks that the Avengers don't know are being done by her mm. that lead to the death of the Vision, Ant-Man Scott Lang, a terrible character named Jack of Hearts. I'm sorry, Jack of Hearts is bad. Never heard of him. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Hawkeye. Uh, that's fine. And I believe a few other characters. They will eventually stop her, and Magneto takes her away off to Genosha, where he is living on an island of just him and a bunch of dead people. Literally, he was ruling the mutant island of Genosha. It got blown up. And at this point, it's just him and Professor X hanging out on the corpse island. Playing chess. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Professor X will later gather up the various heroes, the new Avengers, the X-Men, whatever, and fig- and decide what to do about Wanda because it is revealed during this time that she has reality-warping powers. Oh, she also... They In this story, Doctor Strange shows up and says there's no such thing as chaos magic. She's clearly just been using her reality-warping powers and slowly losing her mind when you say she's using chaos magic. But he uses chaos magic, so they later had to retcon this. As part of her psychosis, she just made up a fake Doctor Strange to appear. She's making her own retcon? This story does not work, my guy. I'm so confused. (laughs) I loved it when I first read it. Because David Finch is a good artist, but, like, looking back, just thinking about it makes my head hurt. (laughs) The various heroes gather up and are like, what do we do about Wanda? And the answers are from, like, help her to kill her. It's not great. And it it appears that Magneto, fearing that they are going to do this uh, to hurt Wanda, uses Wanda's fragile mental state and reality-warping powers to change reality to what is known as the House of M, where mutants have won, they are the dominant class. It's basically kind of everything Magneto wants. So he wasn't doing it to help her. It is actually later revealed that it was not Magneto who did that, who convinced her to do it. It was Quicksilver, who was scared that his sister was going to die. Oh. So another reason to hate Quicksilver. House of M is awful. I hate it worse than Avengers Disassembled. I don't hate it as much as Spider-Man One More Day, but it's up there in, like, (laughs) all-time worst superhero crossovers. I know some people love it. It's got a great creative team. Cannot stand it. I've never actually read it. It's just super important for it, unfortunately. It is super important because as the heroes stop Wanda and force her to, like, change reality back to what it is, she whispers the words, No more mutants. And that's what caused the whole... And in a go, all mutants but 198 lose their powers. Hundreds of thousands of mutants die immediately. 
Oh my goodness. One, and we get stories of them. There was two mutants, Magma and some other kind of magma-based power mm-hmm. mutant guy, were literally flying over a volcano because their mutant powers was to turn into magma people and were playing in a volcano when he lost his powers and burned to death. Mutants were flying, mutants were whatever. And then when people found out the mutants lost their powers, they attacked. You know, people fear what they don't understand. Mutants, mm. This also leads to what's known as the decimation period of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. And um, bad things happen. X-Men go kind of fascist for a while here. Is I mentioned... She's she's currently considered an enemy to mutant kind. She is the number two enemy behind uh, Bolivar Trask, the creator of the Sentinels. That's fair. I mean, she did just kill like ninety percent of all mutants <laughs> during this. Sorry, did you have a question there? That when we were reading, I forget which comic you're reading a few episodes ago, where we had it was with one of Wanda's kids, and there was that mutant who like Young Avengers. Like, Prodigy like, lost his powers. Got it. from the decimation. Got yeah. it. Which is not accurate, because decimation means 10% of the population is killed, and way more than 10% of the population died or lost their powers, including <laughs> both Quicksilver and Magneto. She punished them. Uh, Professor X lost his powers, but he did gain the ability to walk again. Oh, good for him. Again. Again. He'll lose it. Again. Oh, yeah. He always does. He, Twice. he really likes his wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, Wanda disappears. But people do occasionally go looking for her, including Hawkeye, who has come back to life thanks to the events of House of M. He finds a woman named Wanda in Transia around Mount Wondagore who looks like her, but seems to have no memory of what's going on. Okay. No idea who the Scarlet Witch is, barely is aware of who Hawkeye is. Hawkeye sleeps with her. Because Hawkeye is horny. Just as a general rule. And this character appeared, this version of Wanda appeared a couple of times. Clearly, Brian Bendis was setting up for her to come back in some way. This was, mm-hmm. I would bet money this was originally supposed to be the real Wanda. But Marvel decided to bring her back elsewhere in a story called The Young Avengers Children's Crusade. And so, to explain who this other Wanda was, turns out it was a Doombot. Hawkeye had sex with a Doombot. Good for Hawkeye. <laughs> Wonder Man made a lot of fun of him for that. Hey, yeah. I would too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Turns out that Dr. Doom had found Wanda, who had no memory, and decided he was going to marry her as well as manipulate her into stealing her powers in a very classic Dr. Doom way. In a complicated storyline, it ends up not working out thanks to the machinations of the X-Men, the Avengers, and the Young Avengers teaming up together. It's one of the 15 times that Doctor Doom's face is fixed. Uh, But it ends with Wanda returned to sanity. The X-Men want to kill her in retribution for all of the deaths she caused. And she is manip... uh, uh, But the Avengers protect her, and she kind of runs off for a while. Mm -hmm. She spends time like, well, I guess I'm alive again. Time to figure out what's going to go on. She also, I should say at this point, doesn't have the uh, same levels of reality warping powers. She's still one of the most powerful people in existence, but it seems like the less stable mentally she is, the more powerful she is. And I would assume there is some sort of... um, Like true chaos. Or just kind of like 
mental defenses that she sets up. Because if you have reality warping powers, whether it's magic based or actual just ability to like poke the source code of the universe, your brain is going to uh, find ways to protect you from that. During the events of Avengers vs. X-Men, Miss Marvel and Spider-Woman, Jessica Drew, not Julia Carpenter, uh, convince Wanda to rejoin the Avengers. The Vision, rebuilt and online, gets really mad at Wanda for manipulating and killing him. Understandably. Also, you said he gets mad, so he feels emotions. Yeah, the emotions are back. They returned sometime in the mid-90s. Cool. Mm -hmm. Despite them being like, hey, Vision, she wasn't in the right mind, the Avengers do defer to Vision, and Wanda leaves crying. Being like, hey, buddy, like, you're maybe being a little mean. She wasn't in control, but also, we're not going to force you to join, like, let the person who killed you join the team, even if she was not in control. Mm. It's a very complicated situation. Mm. You know, it falls under... Uh, you are still responsible for the harm you do even when you're having your own bad mental stuff. Mm -hmm. Mental illness is complicated. The Scarlet Witch is a wonderful example of that. Mm -hmm. During this time, Vision will also attempt to kill Magneto, and Magneto really quickly is like, you're a robot. You're made of metal, man. <laughs> what are you <laughs> like, doing here? I'm not going to kill you because you used to be married to my daughter, but leave now. It's like when Wolverine tries to get him, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing good. <laughs> Wanda gets pulled into the Avengers versus X-Men super event where she ends up saving the day in a way that I don't really understand, but it is revealed that when she fully unleashes, she has Phoenix level powers that puts her um, fully unleashed at Galactus level powers at I mean, cosmic being mm -hmm. level powers. Wanda is Wanda is possibly the most powerful Avenger that has ever existed. She is responsible for helping restore mutant powers, but many mutants will continue to continue, uh, view her as an enemy to this day. That's only fair. Attempting to make good, she joins what is dubbed the Avengers Unity Squad in a series called Uncanny Avengers. Uncanny being the usual name for the X-Men. Got it. Which is a team, originally a team, of X-Men and Avengers working together as an Avengers team to try and help mutants with Cap being like, man, we could have done more. Like, we had uh, mutant members of the Avengers to try and help, but we could have actively involved ourselves in mutant matters. Mm. The team goes horribly. Uh, she's kidnapped by the Apocalypse Twins. Uh, she's killed at one point. By Rogue, who is manipulated by the Apocalypse Twins. This is undone. She dates Wonder Man for a while during this time, who is hanging out as a pacifist. Wow. Yeah. Which I think they eventually dropped, but I thought the idea of someone who would join the Avengers but refuses to throw a punch was kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. He would, like, still help out. He would, you know, go, mm -hmm. I don't know. Diplomacy. Diplomacy. Or, like, catch the cars that are going at people. He would do crowd control. He would... He went through his own villain phase during this time. Brian Bendis really did not like a lot of B-level Avengers, I think, and made most of them villains. That's a good way to clear him out. During a super confusing storyline where the Red Skull steals the brain of the dead Professor Xavier and uses it to give himself telepathic powers, making himself the Red Onslaught, I believe is the name. It's a mix of Onslaught and Red Skull. 
Wanda tries. I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't throw that out there. Does it look cool? Because Onslaught looks cool. It's the Onslaught, but with the Red Skull's head. I'm looking this up. Oh, that's dumb. It is. Did he eat the brain, or does he have it in a jar? Like no, nah, he like puts it in his head. Okay. I don't know what happens to his brain during that time. <laughs> Good for him. He's he's trying new stuff. Yeah, that's dumb. Yep. Hate it. Yep. That looks really bad. Uncanny Avengers is written by Recommender. It gets a lot of credit. I'm not a Recommender fan. This story does not work for me. But in an attempt to stop the Red Skull, and I believe the point was to unleash a spell to make him feel empathy. The spell goes wrong in an event called Axis, and the Scarlet Witch and several heroes are turned evil, and several villains are turned good. Creating a team, leading to a team called the Astonishing Avengers, which was a bunch of villains, including Carnage, working as heroes. It was a very strange event. Sounds like fun. During this time, Quicksilver and Magneto try to reason with the again villainous Wanda. Wikipedia says now villainous, but again, we're on our like 15th time. She casts a spell to cause pain to people in her bloodline. Quicksilver is like basically has a stroke, but Magneto is unaffected, revealing that he is in fact not their father. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. I hate this storyline. <laughs> And he's like, oh. <laughs> Oops. Thanks to Dr. Doom and Brother Voodoo, uh, this whole thing is undone and she is swapped back to normal. Rejoining the Avengers Unity Squad, which now involve in includes a version of Sabretooth who wasn't swapped back to normal and is now like, I guess I'm an Avenger now. Not evil Sabretooth was actually kind of interesting. They try to track down the origin of Wanda and Scarlet Witch, not Wanda, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, where they encounter the High Evolutionary who was like, oh yeah, I was lying. That was my whole thing. I was lying. I'm Whatever. Like, Go away now. now. Yeah, probably. What a, what a weird man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one redeeming factor of this time is that Vision, seeing how much, how upset Wanda is, decides to be like, hey, We've been through some stuff, but this really sucks. And they do begin a friendship again that they have not had since about 2003 at this point. Mm. Uh, leaving the Avengers, Wanda becomes spends time with the ghost of Agatha Harkness and goes around saving witchcraft. I am going to skip through this point, one, because we're already getting pretty long in the tooth, and two, because this is literally the story that we read. She saves Witchkind, she becomes super cool, becomes much more into her own character. Declan Dane, the Emerald Warlock, will declare himself Wanda's arch enemy, and as far as I know, will not appear again, ever. (laughs) This is only Wanda's second solo series, and she doesn't... hasn't done much in the last five years. I mean, she's been stuck in it. There's a few important things that happen during this time, but she's not like a major team member of anything since that point. Got it. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up showing back up again, maybe in in the adaptations. I Um, hope so. She deserves an arch enemy and Emerald Warlock is a pretty like baller name. MCU speaking there. They seem to be starting to lean into her being the Scarlet Witch as a thing. That's kind of, and that's kind of brought up in that storyline that that we read. So yeah, 
During Secret Empire, where a Nazi Captain America, who has been forced to become a Nazi thanks to the powers of the Cosmic Cube, mind control brainwashes Wanda into joining a Hydra version of the Avengers. It's later revealed the Cathan has taken advantage of the situation to again possess the Scarlet Witch. This has happened about ten times. Causing more mental instability. Again. <laughs> we are reaching the point where I can pretty much just say again at the end of almost every sentence. Doctor Strange frees Wanda, and the events of the Secret Empire crossover are undone. I think at least partially thanks to Wanda. During the Dawn of X, the current era of Krakoa, she is considered public enemy, as you said, number two. Confusingly, Beast also invites her to Krakoa during that time, being like, we're old buddies, you should come visit. It's like a throwaway, like, email thing that doesn't fit with anything else, where they're literally telling stories to mutants, mutant children around the campfire about Wanda the Destroyer. Yeah. She also becomes a teacher at Strange Academy, Doctor Strange's version of Hogwarts, which is a super good book. It sounds really cool. It's so good. We'll read it later on. During a major event, and this story is ongoing as we speak, during an event called the Hellfire Gala, which is a huge party that the X-Men are throwing for various reasons, she appears at the end at the personal invitation of Magneto, who has admittedly tried to kill her a few times during this the last few years since he found out that she was not his daughter. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't waste any time. He reveals... That he still does, like, now that he's gotten through some of his initial anger, that he still does consider her a daughter. It's a question of how realistic, like, how true this is, but I think he was speaking the truth. Talks about wanting to be a part of her life, and they actually share a dance together. Mm -hmm. The next morning, she is found dead. Okay. With the prime suspect being Magneto, in a crossover event literally called The, the Trial, Trial of, of Magneto. Magneto. Got it. Okay. The Scarlet Witch is revealed to be one of the only non-mutants to have been scanned by Cerebro, so they could theoretically bring her back to life, but it would be an older form of Wanda from before, I believe even, Avengers Disassembled, before most of her major... I don't even know if this, like, where Wanda would be, if this would be, like, pre-Avengers Wanda, mm -hmm. or pre... It's confusing. The whole... Professor X can pe bring people back to life if he scanned them a Cerebro is not wonderfully well-defined. No. It's a neat idea, though. I it love when cool. it gets brought up, but... <laughs> it is assumed that by the end of this story, Wanda's going to be back again. She better be. And there is a really good chance that she is functionally going to be a mutant by the end of it. That is the very popular fan theory. Now, I absolutely not, see that happening. Fan theories are not always good. <laughs> we go into left field a lot, but like no one has ever, even the writers have not overly cared for the idea of Wanda not being a mutant. So here's your time to fix it. You own those properties now. The weird pissing contest that led to this. Yeah, that and I kind of sped through the last part because, again, it's just she appears for big crossovers and then loses her mind is the basic history of Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. One Scarlet Witch. We didn't even talk about the time Loki pretended he was the Scarlet Witch to mess with people. Which sounds <laughs> really fun. It is pretty good. 
Let's take a quick break. Yeah, that sounds and good. We'll talk about more Scarlet Witch. Well, yeah, we'll get to our signed reading. So I knew I liked James Robinson, like I've mentioned him bef- uh, before as a fan for years. I didn't realize how much until I looked and realized that of the last, like, four episodes we've done of this show, I think three of our books have been by James Robinson. Does a good job of nailing down the particulars of these characters. Like, this is probably the best comic I could think of to introduce somebody to Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah. Because they mention most of her past in some way or another. I'm curious, how much of that was confusing to you or, like, just had to roll with it or... I think the f- the first issue of the book we read was a little confusing. Uh, but after that, it really just falls into place and you have an idea of what to expect and what to look for, too, so... I'm just always curious about that because sometimes I'm like, man, this explained past things really well. I've read those things, so I know. And then I'm like, wait, no, I read those things. I, I automatically know what that is. That's not how that works. Yeah, I had no knowledge going into this book, really, of who she was. I am going to read off the artists, because there are so many artists in so this many. book. Um, before you start great. before you start actually naming them off, I'm not much of an artist guy, so most of them I couldn't pick out. But I laughed so hard when I hit next page, and there was a Steve Dillon face. It might have been. I think this might have been Steve Dillon's last work before he died. Mm. This is... I have read a ton of work with Steve Dillon's art. I very much respect the man. He could only draw like seven faces. I think Steve Dillon's art is really ugly. I think he was one of the most talented creators in comics. Mm -hmm. And that combo is really weird for me. I'm like, man, you're good at your job. I just don't like your work. But I see the talent. (laughs) um, Which is fair. It happens Mm -hmm. with... Everyone's got that one artist or whatever. Uh, but yeah, Steve Dillon. Um, I know most of these people or like have read some of it, but Vanessa R. Del Rey, Marco Rudy, Steve Dillon, Chris Visions, Javier Polito, Margaret Savage, Annie Wu, Tula Lote, Joel Jones, Kizama, Leila Del Duca, Anna, po- Anna Paolo Martello, Jonathan Marks, and Sean Crystal. This book was, you and I have talked about, I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast, but uh, the Matt Fraction, David Aha, is it Aha or Aja? I'm not sure. Uh, I meant to look that up myself. Hawkeye Run. Was a huge influence on this. Yeah. uh, Well, I mean, it's what Hawkeye, the series that's coming out, is based off of is that Mm -hmm. run. This was a huge influence on this book in particular because James Robinson talked about he went, and looked at other Avengers solo books, you know, uh, the vision, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And the ones that failed because most of them do in the same way that most X-Men can't keep an ongoing series. Right. Other than Wolverine for the Avengers. It's pretty much Captain America, Thor and Iron Man. Captain Marvel can sometimes run her own series, but like, you know, vision, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, they never work until that Hawkeye series really. So he's like, all right, let's see what it is. And it's very making sure to very much not try and do like a straight up superhero story or a straight up like Avenger story, but with just one Avenger. Mm -hmm. But you have to have your own hook of who in this case, Wanda is outside of the Avengers. And I think it did a really good job. Um, 
looking from the adaptation side of things, as I tend to do, especially with the Marvel stuff, um, I absolutely also immediately see how important this run is to what they're doing with the character going forward in the MCU. Um, it's very vague things that they pull forward, but even things as just like there's a the Scarlet Witch is a now a thing. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad she finally gets to be called the Scarlet Witch in the movies. It just bugged me that the all right, it's Cap and Iron Man and Wanda. <laughs> and then of course the importance of Agatha. Yeah. So Mac, sorry, you're just looking back and forth on us as we're talking loudly. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts? What I, I know you've described this as your favorite comic that you've read, but. Uh... Yes. Uh, the art, first of all, when we had assigned the reading and I had just taken a cursory glance through all the books or the, all the entries in the book, mm-hmm. the art stood out immediately. And I loved the cover pages and so, like, especially when she's like exercising the demon from the kid at when she's in that family home, it's just like dark mm. and striking. And it sticks with you for a long time. The writing was really well done and it, she's, I connected with her a lot faster than I did with Dr. Strange as like a character throughout this book. She's more relatable, which is weird because she has literally created beings into existence yeah it hits the, the pacing of the story is like perfect it's not too fast not too slow the the first book is a little weird if you don't know what, who she is or at least it was for me but after that it, like you have everything you need to know and it just goes and then you, you can easily follow along there's like even like the weird stuff that goes on with like her brother you pretty much get the sense of oh he's not a great person he's been gaslighting her i do feel like pho was treated a little dirty in this one you can disagree I, with me. But. No, no. I mean, I, 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 I don't disagree with that. I, I don't know if he's in it enough to truly be done dirty, but he does have one of my least favorite parts because, uh, spoilers, right. him running in at the end, it doesn't explain what him running in at the end does other than he needed to do it right then. Wanda, and he runs across here. Yeah. And he runs, uh, across the page to the witch goddess, and then she's just undone. Yeah, you're right. Now that you're mentioning it, the... That was my least favorite part of all of this. That's fair. But it's a very, like, it's a page. It doesn't quite land the big action scene at the end, like the the end game fight, but I'm kind of willing to roll with it anyways because the book is really cool and the whole thing was pretty still. Yeah, um, <laughs> but, all, but all they do is like, oh, he needed to be here. I didn't know he was coming for once. And then he runs across the page and she's undone. But the, the part in Civil War, the Civil War II crossover where he shows up at her house and tries to force her to join. Now, there, it's a thing. Pietro has been the weird, shitty, controlling brother a lot of times in his life. But this one felt extreme to mm. me, like how controlling and condescending. Because and it's a thing, Quicksilver's a d- because everyone else moves at complete molasses to him. Mm. Like he describes it as right because he's one of those speedsters that can't turn it off. Right, not entirely. Right, he can slow down, but it's still when he's not moving at his top speeds, it's like. If you were trapped in permanent slow motion, but like a thousand times slower. Gross. 
Uh, and so he just can't handle slow people, which being married to him was a nightmare for Crystal, but surprising nobody. But, I mean, in this one, he's uh, he's always protective of her and, like, will be like, I'm older brother, you have to do what I say. But he's so aggressively, like, mean to her. Some of the more undercut lines did not feel right to me. But I know other people really do like to play up how... I don't think calling him a sociopath is out of line, to be entirely honest with no. you. I just think he's a very high-functioning sociopath, and he was not... I mean, it makes sense. Maybe not high functioning in this At that story. Moment, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, this is my most hated Quicksilver costume. Mm. It does not look or feel like Quicksilver at all. The purple is fine, but he always has the like lightning motif. Mm. And in this one, he just has like three triangles being like, go. It's like the fast forward button on the <laughs> Netflix, but on his chest. <laughs> he embodies Netflix. <laughs> I can't believe I said Netflix instead of literally any media player, but I'm glad that even though it made his returning made no sense that it did come back because even though he is a bit of a sociopath, so is she. And those two are actually like really important for each other. Yeah. And anytime they're like, I never want to see you again. I'm like, come on lady. Her relationship with Agatha is also interesting. Like they don't always like each other in this book. Yet they still help each other. Liking witches and being allies of witches doesn't seem to have much to do with each other when mm. it comes to witches in almost anything I've read with them. It doesn't. And Agatha like will constantly point out, I'm dead because of you. Oh, yeah. She murdered her. Agatha then, might have been my favorite character in this entire <laughs> run. Awesome. She was She's amazing. Good. She, she murdered Agatha and the Avengers found her desiccated body. It's pretty good. It's it's dark. <laughs> this whole series is dark. She constantly brings up like mental health and wellness. Interestingly, I'd say this and then I want to talk about that, actually. Interestingly, Agatha was never funny before the series. Uh, yeah. She was just weird, creepy old witch. But thanks to the Iron Man movie, we've been adding more and more humor into our comic books ever since. And they tend to be pretty good, so I don't mind. But like it is. It's crazy how death can help your mental health. <laughs> Even her just busting out like the double double po toil and trouble. That was I so liked, good. That I was laughed. some Terry Pratchett. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> what you said about mental health really hit home because Wanda's somewhat shaky sanity has long been a plot point, but never really been a character development point to Wanda in books I've read of her. Mm. So having her do that. I mean, even the, it, even, you know, it ends up being the uh, ringmaster, but that issue where she goes to therapy for a while is, I've never read a comic book quite like that one before. It was really good. Any other time I've seen superheroes in therapy, it's kind of a joke. Mm -hmm. Not like a disrespectful joke, but it's, um, they tend to be much more like comedic based episodes or just badly written one of the two. This one was pretty good. Podcast the writers haven't been to a therapy session, but I digress. Um, I just want to say I'm also always a sucker for if you encounter uh, in fiction, if you encounter a beastie or an enemy that comes from a cert a very specific origin, whether it be 
uh, place or from a very certain folklore or mythology to use things within that back against them mm. and to not just be like, my the my kind of magic is the best and it's just going to overrule. Mm-hmm. And there was a, I mean, there wasn't a lot of uh, detail put into it, but there was enough detail where Wanda was always like, I'm here, I'm doing this. It needs to at least be this, partly this kind of spell. Like the, when she was fighting the <clears throat> Japanese demon. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, this would be a good one to go with, yeah. This is also one of the only times I can think of that the magic has a cost line that Doctor Strange never shuts up about, but never pays. We yeah. see Wanda pay. Mm-hmm. And this is, I believe, the first and only series where we've ever seen that that's the end result of her magic powers. Maybe that's why she's stronger than Strange. She's not. <laughs> Sometimes she can But man, like... <laughs> <laughs> This is why she needs to be a mutant, because she breaks several of the laws of magic in a way that shouldn't work. Like, she should be a sorcerer supreme over Strange if she's more powerful than he is. And the stuff that she's apparently just doing with magic and not mutant powers is insane. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. The, her brand of magic that she was using like throughout the entire story when she fought the Emerald Wizard or when she exercised that demon that had been plaguing that family or just all that in general. It was just like, it felt more satisfying to read and it just like clicked more with me than what Strange did. I am 90% sure that James Robinson is British. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's British. And the British tend to have a really good... I don't know. The way they tell stories about magic characters works better for me. And Tyler's looking this up, and I'm going to be really embarrassed if this point is 100% inaccurate. I'm just really curious now. Power of editing. Yeah, he's British. Yeah! There you go. <laughs> it was just, I don't know, the, the whole watching her have to, like, learn while she's going somewhere, like, oh, this is what's happening. This is what I have to do. And, like, just making the jump to make it happen and not being, like, strange, like, oh, Okay, we're done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With Strange, he has the advantage of he carries around like six magic items with him at all times. While Wanda's like, I'm here. I've got my weird headdress thing. It looks good. Like the Minotaur. That Minotaur section was amazing. When she talked with uh, the goddess of magic. Oh, yeah. Who I believe comes up in what might be our Hercules episode readings. So that's possible. And she should have It would make not- sense. I know she shows up in a Hercules book. I'm just not sure if that's the one we'll go with. But that whole section, like, you get the morally gray of the god, the goddess, and you get to see humans interact with the Minotaur and get just decimated. And then you see Hera go in. And it just sets that whole part up perfectly. The idea that there is a single being, the goddess of witchcraft, is super interesting to me. Not just like, oh, if this is destroyed, all magic is gone, but like specifically witchcraft. Because I can't think of many other stories where I've ever seen that. Like, yeah, not because I've seen like all magic will be gone, as I said. But right. I, I don't, can't think of like, well, if this goes wrong, no one will ever necromance again. <laughs> right. That's true. That's a good point. This book did a whole lot to help me figure out how we were going to do witches. Mm. 
uh, I mean, we were talking about this right before we started recording. I completely rewrote the next, like, plans for the next four episodes, partially just off of reading this book and thinking about it. Because it's really easy, and some of the books we do will do this, to just be witches or sorcerers, but girls. Yes. That's not what she feels like here. And... I mean, really, if you're going to make the distinction, it's never what it should feel like. No, it, it absolutely should not. I think the the flashback to how she explained her grandfather as the Scarlet Warlock really helps cement the fact that, oh, this is just a whole brand of magic. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. It's not particular to a specific type of people. This book has me really torn because I really desperately still want Magneto to be her dad. I know he's not the only retcon of mm-hmm. who her dad is, but... It, it just was my favorite That's one. Fair. I like But Scarlet I also Warlock. really like this one now, and I'm like, oh, no. He's I don't know cool. how to... I don't know how to blend these two together. Yeah. Yeah, because I did really like... I Although like, I agree with you, I prefer Magneto being her father. I love the... Like, I really this like is Natalia, really well though. done. Yeah, this is really well done. Is and that, I like the right idea of her... Natalia? Yes, yes, you are. And I like just the idea of, like, the Scarlet Witch being a thing. That's kind of cool. It's a family thing. It's <clears> super <throat> nice. It feels weird that it's never come up before, but whatever. Right? Like, <laughs> but I they guess. kind of explain, like, the previous Scarlet Witch and Scarlet Warlock before that were kind of just, like, very local Eastern European putting down the baddies in the woods. And the Scarlet Yeah, it didn't really become, you know, Black Panther would, wasn't someone who would know them or, like... Mm-hmm. And were good enough at their jobs that those baddies never got big enough to get on anyone else's radar. Yeah. It bothers me that the Sorcerer Supreme doesn't have knowledge of this. Yes. Yes. But other than that... Does he walk that path, uh, the Witch's Road? He's the Sorcerer... I Probably not, but... Mm, I mean, theoretically, he's he, he has at it. some point... He's a, probably dallied on it. Like, he's not... And he practices witchcraft mm-hmm. as alongside sorcery. But he's not a practitioner practitioner of the winding way. He's not He just knows of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's gone a bit, but he doesn't, you know, Wanda dove all in in this. She went to the end. Yeah. He does not. Like he's got too many other things he has to do. Okay. Unrelated question, but kind of the last thought that I had on this one. Do you have a preferred romantic partner for Wanda? As much as I like that that wasn't a part of this story, that Wanda got to have a story that was not based around her her man. But I don't want her to have one. I think it would it would compromise the mental health aspect of her character. Interesting. I um I don't know if I have a preferred one, but I have one that I would like to see. Well, they've explored, done every other well, I have one that I'd like to see explored more because it was obvious that she was interested in the story. What's that? Alice Gulliver was trying to ask her out on a date for like the whole last half of that. That was very cute. Uh, <laughs> and I would not mind seeing Scarlet Witch being like, yeah, I'll go on a date with the Woo. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I like that. I, uh, last I knew she was dating Brother Voodoo, which is, again, pretty cute. And I would like to see more of because I do like... As much as I miss her being a mutant, I do like that she's getting more tied into the magical part of the MCU. I just think she can do both. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. But at the end of the day, probably because I read Kree Scroll War as a pretty young kid, I absolutely stand for the vision of Scarlet Witch. I mean, WandaVision has me 
on that because I really didn't care about either character before that show, to be honest. But that's fair. I think in general, she's a good example of like if you're not reading this series for like the magic aspect or like the fun aspect, if you're just analyzing it from the fact like this is what a broken person looks like, it does a really good job. Well, and not just broken person, but healing person. Yeah, she's been to the bottoms of where she can be, and she's bounced back. And she's she admits that, and she accepts that. There's not, that's like a hard, that's like the first step, and it's hard to do. And that's like, reading this comic, like, that was the first thing that stood out to me. Also, I'm biased in that sense, but that's the first thing that <laughs> stood out to me. And it, like, it, it's amazing. Especially for a modern comic. Like, people are still scared to talk about that in a lot of aspects of art. I mean, comics can handle this now in a way that they never used to be able to do. And I and when I say now, I mean like the last five to ten years is when they have really started, for the most part, handling mental illness in a significantly better way. Mm-hmm. And they didn't let that override her Not all of character. Them, but <laughs> no, no. more. But like she had that and still had like that flair for herself, and like her heritage who she wanted to be you got the whole package within this book and i it was it was very very good well and as as someone who occasionally has his both depression and anxiety and almost everyone i know has some variation of depression and, and or anxiety her acceptance but still doing stuff is nice to read mm. it's nice to see it's affirming i guess the one other thing that uh just sort of stood out to me and this is on a, an extremely weirdly personal note but the interactions between the church and her were funny partially because of a personal history um my great great grandmother was roma oh okay and part of the records of that are that my great great grandfather uh, has records that he was married and that he was married in a church. There is, they refuse to write down who to. That's insane. That's weird. What a weird time. I mean, Roma still have problems today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would have been uh, in Russia at the time. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, that was a... Yeah. Yeah, that would have been in Russia at the time. I don't think it's ever been easy to be a Roma, but I think Russia about 100 years ago is real high up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which made which made it weird that it was written down that he was married to begin with. But I think it's because of how tight in he was with that particular community, which I think was a small village. I'm not entirely sure. I, I didn't learn all the details of of that part of my family history before my grandparents passed. But I like, I've seen the records of like, he got married and they didn't write down who that's insane. Just enough respect to show that he did, but not, not enough to actually, that's so, (laughs) that's wow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I believe that brings us to the end of the Scarlet Witch. Uh, yeah, unless literally on accident. Any but. anything else other than it was awesome? I recommend it to everybody <laughs> always. Uh, I think I'm gonna buy a physical copy of this and put it in my library of fantasy books. This was out of print forever. They finally did a collected edition. I mean, uh, literally, 
You couldn't even find an overly priced copy. I'll they buy just, one for 300 <laughs> You can now, but uh, they weren't prepared for how much they were going to sell of these when WandaVision came out. And, I mean, usually there's someone on Amazon trying to sell one for, like, $600. That's a little Could not even get that. That's insane. They were just like, nope, nothing. Do yeah. not have it. Uh, next week, we will be going to a very different comic book. We will be covering the various characters who have called themselves Magic. With a K. With a K. Uh, most importantly, Ilyana Rasputin. I'm also going to look up some Russian and make sure I'm pronouncing that correctly by next week. Uh, and we will be reading Magic by Chris Claremont. And I don't know who the artist is, but uh, I'll have it next time. Uh, and that's all the time we have set aside for our lesson today. For those of you staying on the island, the monthly game of billiards starts soon. For everyone else, we hope your cruise back to the wild world of nerdery is swift and safe and super fun. Bon voyage. Thank you for listening to this episode of Noob Island. If you like the show, please hit subscribe. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us right now, that would also be super helpful. As always, we are part of the Earworm Podcast Network and would greatly appreciate it if you could go check out all of our sister shows over at Earworm.com. That's E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. A big special thanks to Ian Ford for our theme song and music. We'll catch you next time.